0: Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is. New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Currently in the radio business right now, they don't want... uh like Michael Savage,
1: they don't want any loud voices, they don't want any passion. If I sounded like a country and western announcer, I'm sure that there'd be a great future for me, but uh, that's the future of talk radio as far as I can tell, which is no passion, no emotion, no thinking, no thought. Welcome to the program. Where shall I begin? Shall I talk about Trump won't commit to peaceful transfer of power if he loses and make him into the devil? That seems to be where corporate America wants to go. Look at what Twitter is doing. Have you seen what Jack Dorsey has done on Twitter? What he allows to be posted on Twitter and what he doesn't allow to be posted on Twitter? Now there's a a solution to this, which is for the U.S. government to become more powerful than Twitter and Facebook. Did you elect Jack Dorsey to be president of the United States? Did you ever elect Mark Zuckerberg to be more powerful than any potentate on the planet No, you didn't. They are autocrats. They're dictators. They have to be controlled like the Rockefellers were uh, in the early 1900s when they became too powerful. There are people who have great minds, great business minds, who become so powerful that the people have to be protected from them. And in a sane government, the Zuckerbergs and the Dorseys would be reined in by the U.S. government and other governments. You say, well, how? What do you mean rein them in? Many of you are mistaken in thinking that this is about a free market. Uh, there's no such thing as a free market. All markets are controlled. That's number one. When a private enterprise like Facebook or Twitter becomes all-powerful and a monopoly, they are monopolies unto themselves because they crush competition by either buying the competition or crushing the competition or squeezing them out by controlling the advertising. What happens is a government has to, has to rein them in. And how does a government rein them in? Well, the laws are on the books. Radio stations, television stations are under the jurisdiction of the federal government through the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. So you say, well, Twitter and Facebook are not uh, like that. They're private enterprises. Well, that's the problem. They aren't. At this point, they're really public entities because the whole public relies upon them around the world and they need to be put under the jurisdiction of the FCC and either broken up or controlled. So therefore, I will probably be thrown off Twitter and Facebook, as well as the radio in the very near future. But uh, it's been a wonderful career. So where am I going to begin today? News, views, and reviews. You go to michaelsavage.com if you want to hear the show, what I'm going to talk about. If you want to know what I'm going to talk about, you can get it on my, um, any of my shows are on the, whatever, the podcast. That's a podcast. podcast. Everyone thinks the future of talk radio is podcasting. Somehow that's the latest hula hoop of the executives in the business. Podcasting, podcasting. There's millions of podcasts. Five-year-old children have podcasts. There are people with podcasts who have no listenerships. Then there are people like me who have hundreds of thousands of people who go down on every, uh, who download every episode. Then there are people who have millions of downloads every episode. Those would be the people who curse and do dirty things on the radio or have dirty minds. They have millions of downloads they always did. Pornography sells in America. To be honest with you, brains does not, brains does not sell. As H.L. Mencken said, no one ever went broke, underestimating the intelligence of the American audience. So, I could do the news, I could tell you to go, oh, did I tell you what happened with my book in week one, in the great sweepstakes of week number one of the publishing world? What happened was, I'll read this to you, it came from my publisher. Michael, please know that the New York Times has been biased against conservative books in recent years. You should have made the list at number 14. In fact, you sold more books last week than the titles listed at number 14 and 15 did. You sold more than them, and you weren't listed at all. This has happened to many of our conservative authors. So everywhere you turn in America today, whether it be in the New York Times bestseller list, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be on radio— There is censorship in every which way you can imagine. Censorship direct, censorship indirect. And this is the future of the American media. Now, I want to jump cut by not talking about the news right now or our fight for America, the book that I do want you to buy to try and save the election. We have about one week left, two weeks left to get this book in the hands of undecideds so they really know what the hell is going on in this country and how dangerous the situation really is. I was going through my old library, actually old library, it's with me, but I haven't been up in this studio that I am in in over a year. I'm in a studio I used to use regularly up on a hillside somewhere. So I opened one of my favorite books, Plato, The Republic. That's something that's not read in the radio industry by executives in radio or television. They never heard of Plato. In fact, if Plato were alive today, they would probably fire him. But I was reading the piece in Plato's Republic on tyranny, And he says, a summary, listen to this. The conflict of rich and poor in democracy and the tyrants rise as popular champion. His private army and the growth of uh, oppression is what this little piece is about. So what is he saying? He's talking about how democracies fall. Remember when he wrote this? And he he talks about the fall of democracies was due to the excessive desire for wealth which led to the neglect of all other considerations for the sake of making money. Does that sound familiar familiar to you? See, it doesn't matter whether you're a leftist or a rightist. You know you agree with me. It doesn't matter if you agree with me on other things, but you know you agree with me with that one. The excessive desire for wealth, that's how corporations steal money from everybody. Neglecting all other considerations for the sake of making money, that's how things die. You get it? It's called greed. So then in the dialogues of Plato's Republic, he has an interlocutor who says, true. Then the protagonist says, then does not democracy set itself as an objective and is not excessive desire for this, its downfall meaning money? And then the interlocutor says, and what is this objective? Liberty, I said, you must have heard it said that this is the greatest merit of a democratic society and that, for that reason, it's the only society fit for a man of free spirit to live in and the interlocutor says it's certainly what they often say then as i was just saying an excessive desire for liberty at the expense of everything else is what undermines democracy and leads to the demand for tyranny do you do you understand how that relates to the rioters in the streets i'll re- i'll read that again this was written by an ancient philosopher plato in the republic a book i grew up on i read it in high school incidentally when I went to high school, I had to read Plato's Republic at Jamaica High School. Today in college, they read Jenny has three mommies. Or uh, America is a white supremacist nation. That's the that's the curriculum today. So I, I was reading Plato's dialogue. So here, Dennis, I was just saying, an excessive desire for liberty at the expense of everything else is what undermines democracy and leads to the demand for tyranny. So now, take a look at Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They want tyranny. They're burning, they're shooting police, beating people up in restaurants, all in the name of what? What do they want? Tell me what they want. They want to take over society. There's only one way to control them. Only one way to control them. And whether it's Trump or Biden, mark my words. Whether I am still in the media or not come January, mark my words. In 2021... Antifa and and Black Lives Matter will be controlled by the government directly or indirectly, either through buying them out and co-opting them with money by hiring the thieves who run these organizations and giving them big jobs, which is usually the best way to do it, just buy off the scum who run these things, give them some big jobs somewhere, and then suddenly the mobs go away, or they'll be shot dead in the street like the rats they are if they keep burning, looting, and beating people up. That is what has happened in this country before. When the military is called out, which has been done since Eisenhower in the 50s, 82nd Airborne, 101st Airborne, National Guard militarized. If the mobs get out of control, everyone loses. And there's one thing people want, I don't care whether they're liberals or conservative, is they want peace and they want quiet and they want safety. And when you have BLM and Antifa taking over streets, shooting police, spewing the most racist hatred I've ever heard in my life since Nazi Germany, you heard me right. The slogans that are coming out of the mouths of Black Lives Matter, I have not heard since the hatred for the Jews under Adolf Hitler. You say, well, that can't be. Why They're minorities. They can't be like Hitler. Is that what you read in the newspaper? They're just like Hitler. They're identical to Hitler. They're no different than Hitler's thugs in the streets who are beating people up. Any sane government must control them whether it was in ancient Greece or modern America. And my friends, that is the opening to the Savage Nation. If you care to comment, uh, I don't know if you want to comment, but uh, even if you're listening to the show on the stream, you can call the show at 855 Or if you're getting the show some other way than a radio station, again, you can call at 855 I'll be right back to take your calls right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. Isn't it a hassle going to grocery stores now? I mean, it really is. So skip the crowded aisles and the masks. Have Omaha Steaks ship all your food safely to your doorstep. They are the world's greatest steaks, Omaha Steaks, premium meats as well, easy meals, everything you need to ensure your family is stocked up for the long haul. And it's all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. They even have frozen lobster. It's delicious, and it's all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. But the key here is Omaha Steaks, perfectly aged, 100% American grain-finished beef for the ultimate tenderness, juiciness, and flavor. The Omaha Steakhouse Experience delivers everything you need to enjoy the finest steakhouse dinner in the comfort of your own home, right? Iconic steaks, classic sides, decadent desserts, and more. Every order is flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice, and stays ready to cook in the freezer for months. Right now, you can get a gourmet grill-out package exclusive for my listeners. What is it? This package includes bacon-wrapped filet mignon, top sirloin, boneless chicken breast, pork chops, burgers, and jumbo franks, side dishes, and the world-renowned ultra-delicious caramel apple tartlets and more. It's all there. Go to com and enter the code SAVAGE into the search bar. And listen to this. For a limited time, Omaha Steaks will add, they're going to add two pounds in extra burgers and gourmet jumbo franks free with your order just by entering the code SAVAGE. That's amazing. Omaha Steaks, code SAVAGE. And you're going to get all that extra stuff for free. Omaha Steaks has been bringing people together for over 100 years. Enjoy family, enjoy friends, enjoy the best steak of your life. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter SAVAGE in the search bar for exclusive offers not available anywhere else. If you order today, Omaha Steaks will add four burgers and four gourmet jumbo franks to your order for free. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter Savage. It is the Savage Nation, our fight for America. Is it really worth fighting for? What are we fighting for? Tell me what we're fighting for. What is it we're actually fighting for? Okay, I'll make it simple. First Amendment, Second Amendment, Third Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. You ask the average BLM rioter or Antifa what the first, second, third, fourth, fifth amendments are, they don't know. All they want is power, and they want to hurt people and kill. You know, if you study history, what you will find are some interesting things. And what I found later on in life is that the people that Hitler hired to work in the concentration camps to torture people and kill them were the lowest level of his society. The almost submoronic Germans were in the concentration camps torturing and killing the Jews and others. Now, I want you to look at Antifa. I want you to look at the faces uh, in the streets. I want you to look at the people accused of shooting cops. I want you to look at the face of the professor put on leave for saying she hopes presidential supporters get COVID-19. Take a look at her. It's all on michaelsavage.com. I like pictures. picture is worth a thousand words. On the top left, Canadian woman. I don't know whether it's, I, I don't know how you call it a woman. Canadian woman identified as suspect in the White House Rison incident. I don't know. I don't know. She's a frightening or he's a frightening looking individual. These are the types that would be put into a uniform in a concentration camp, in my opinion, and used to torture people before killing them. So you say, well, it can happen here. Well, I would say it is happening here. Now, I would also say this. I don't want to dwell on on this negative stuff. It's so boring and depressing, it's frightening. I recognize that because I didn't say the word Trump often enough in the monologue, people are not calling, and because I didn't say plugs or Hunter and Biden uh, once, you're not calling. I'm supposed to talk about Hunter Biden being the crook he is, like I don't know about it. Yes, there was Russia collusion. It turns out, but it was not Trump. It was the Bidens, but you wouldn't know that because it's, 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 it's Joe, the nice guy. He's the nice guy. And Kamala Harris, you know, nothing about her background, but because she smiles a lot, you're, you're sure she's better than um, Pence. You know, nothing about who's behind her, who's pulling the strings. You know, nothing, nor do you care. You say, well, anything but Trump, many of you, anybody but Trump will be better off. Are you sure you'll be better off? Are you sure you'll be better off with Biden? Now, during the break, I will tell you the truth. I needed a break from the break. Uh, at the Hill House where I'm at right now, my secret Hill House, I have a pinball machine, a Sopranos-based pinball machine. You know, pinball is one of the best ways to exercise your mind during breaks and talk radio. You really have to be, there's a trick to pinball. One of the key tricks to pinball is while the ball is bouncing around on the top of the machine and before it comes down is keep your flippers up. Did you know that? Keep your flippers up. Because then when the ball comes down, you can control it without it shooting through the center of the slot. Now, what does it have to do with what I'm talking about? Nothing. Because if I have to do any more about Louisville protesters who are rioting and shooting, I'm going to tell you what I think needs to be done. And then you'll no longer hear me on the radio. If I don't talk about pinball, instead I talk about Antifa and BLM and who they really are, I'll be off the radio before you say Michael Savage because they don't want the truth. Nobody wants to hear the truth. In Animal Farm, some animals are more equal than others, as you well know. And uh, Twitter, for example. If you say one word that's pro-Trump and a little too strong, they throw you off Twitter. But if you say, burn it down, Jack Dorsey isn't offended by that. You say, well, it's his website, he could do what he wants. That goes back to my opening monologue, which is that Twitter is now so big Facebook is now so big, powerful, and monopolistic that they have to be regulated like the utilities they actually are. They're no longer private websites. Look, I have a small website, michaelsavage.com, right? It's a small website. I've got a couple hundred thousand people look at it every day, michaelsavage.com. It's my portal. It's a small website. I wasn't smart enough to create Twitter or Facebook. My brain was not as advanced as that of Jack Dorsey. Uh, I didn't have his lack of education. I didn't have his lack of conscience. I didn't have his lack of uh, Care for freedom. And so uh, I have a small website. He has a large one and If you say anything, it's too pro-Trump or if the president himself says something to Jack Dorsey doesn't like they censor him Who are the censors on Twitter? They're usually low-life third-world degenerates who don't even speak much English A, they work for less, and B, they don't even know what democracy is. They never heard of the U.S. Constitution. They're these really bad people in the back rooms of Facebook and Twitter who censor us. Do you understand who they are? They're third-worlders, and they hate this country. They're illegal immigrants, a lot of them, by the way, who work for very little money, and they control what you see on Twitter or Facebook, which is why there's so much anti-American clutter on these sites. They can be controlled through the FCC. Simple vote of, uh, I don't know, I would think that the FCC could control them pretty quickly. You know, I ask myself, why hasn't Trump done done certain things? Why does he continue to fund NPR, for example? That bothers me a lot. Do you know what kind of salaries these bums get at National Public Radio? Some of these talentless hacks who make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for spewing anti-American rubbish day and night? called American folk heroes. They make Ruth Bader Ginsburg look like an arch-conservative. Why hasn't Trump stopped funding NPR? Why hasn't Trump, Trump put uh, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Under the, under the rules of the FCC? Do you have an answer to that? Answer. Greed. Money. Savage. Look, it's no surprise that current events, news in other words, the horrible news, is contributing to more stress and sleep deprivation, Okay ebb cool drift can help you imagine what you can take on the morning after a restful night of restorative sleep whether you're seeking a natural solution to a long-term battle with sleeplessness or looking for small improvements to operate at your peak it is time for you to try the ebb cool drift the ebb cool drift sleep system see the mind's normal way of dealing with stress and challenges is to be on guard or more vigilant It's the inverse of what's needed for a restful night of sleep. The Ebb Cool Drift sleep system gives you a cooling, calming sensation to the forehead, which is designed to counteract the way the mind and body reacts to stressful situations. Ebb Cool Drift has been clinically validated and users reported improved sleep quality by 90%. Listen to this. The new Ebb Cool Drift is a lightweight and portable sleep system designed to be versatile, to fit your lifestyle. Calming your racing mind anywhere you need. My producer, Robert, has been using the Ebb Sleep System for a few months. He's been getting better sleep every night. Robert likes the new Cool Drift System as it is portable, rechargeable, and able to help him relax anytime he needs. Now, here's the beauty. Users can try it risk-free for 60 nights to confirm it's the solution they've been looking for. And just for my listeners, you can save $25 off your order by going to tryab.com slash savage and using promo code savage at checkout. That's $25 off your order, and you can try a risk-free for 60 nights. That's tryebbcom slash savage. Triab.com slash savage. Promo code savage to save $25 today. So, I'm reading to you from the book called Plato's Republic. He was one of my greatest influences. I read him in in high school. And it's a piece on tyranny. And listen to what he has to say about what happens when there's too much liberty in a society. And as I'm reading this to you, think of Antifa and BLM and you'll know why I'm reading this to you. And he says, if you permit too much freedom to prevail, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now, it ends up Permeating private life and in the end infect even the domestic animals with anarchy and he says well, what do you mean by that? He says well, there are more trivial things the teacher fears and panders to his pupils Who in turn despise their teachers and attendance and the young as a whole? imitate their elders argue with them and Set themselves up against them while our elders try to avoid the reputation of being disagreeable Or strict by aping the young and mixing with them on terms of easy good fellowship. That is America today We're living in absolute tyranny We live in total tyranny when a moron a sub-moron who never went past grade school Can tweet something and be equal to let us say a nuclear physicist and then argue with the nuclear physicist without even understanding? What the word nuclear physics means? That's equality, which is now anarchy So I don't have Plato's uh, abilities. I have my own limited abilities. And in my book, *A Fight for America, I write a piece called criminal reform instead of police reform. See, I don't believe in police reform right now. We need criminal reform. We need BLM reform. We need Antifa reform. We don't need police reform. We need more police. We need better police. We need more jails. We need tougher laws. We need more laws, tougher laws. Before this country burns to the ground, it started with them toppling statues. No, it didn't start with toppling statues. It started with cursing white people in colleges under the guise of intelligence to talk about things that are complete rubbish. Rubbish. Garbage. How many times have I read to you on this show, White Male Inventions? How many times? Why have I read it to you? Because without the White Male Inventions, we wouldn't even be talking to each other today. I wouldn't be on the microphone. You wouldn't be able to hear me. Let's leave it at that. No, we need criminal reform, not police reform. So you want to have it baby level stuff. And Trump says we're going to have socialism if we elect Biden. We have socialism. We are a socialist nation now. How many of you don't work and collect government money? Raise your hands to yourself. And yet you consider yourself a good conservative. I understand. What are you supposed to do? Starve in the street? No, I get it. But that government check you're getting is socialism. Do you get it? We are all socialists now. So what are we actually fighting for? Because it's one, two, three, four. I mean, let's go back to the Vietnam era. What are we actually fighting for? What are we going to actually get if we don't get Biden? We have a budget that's out of control. It's on the level of King Ludwig II of Bavaria. I don't know how this is sustainable. It's sustainable. Any economist worth the name economist knows that we're bankrupt as a nation. That the currency has been devalued by about fifteen to twenty percent since the COVID payments started to go out. Do you remember during the Obama years when they sent out stimulus? What was it called? Stimulus money. I think it. Was, and what an outcry there was from fake fiscal conservatives. Oh, how dare you! You're gonna. Well, now uh, we're saying three, four trillion dollars on this, and it's not stopping. No matter what Trump offers, the gangster Pelosi wants more. He says one trillion. She says two trillion. The money goes out for PPP money to help people who are out of work. And and, and whatever her name is in, in, in um, whatever, I don't even know the state, in the Midwest somewhere, uh, Michigan. One of the worst leftists in the history of the governorship is using the money for every liberal program known to mankind. Not to bail out people who are broke, not to help people pay for their bills, but to pay for liberal programs. Do you know what kind of graft, greed, and corruption there is right now? In this money because of the trillions of dollars now step in Nancy Pelosi two trillion isn't enough for that gangster she needs three trillion why well an extra trillion goes a long way think of how many nests you can feather think about it what a trillion dollars is not a small amount of money so we have socialism so tell me what Trump's gonna stop more socialism Uh, don't don't get me wrong I'm gonna vote for him yes I'm gonna vote for him I passed the litmus test I would never vote for a Democrat because there are no Democrats. They're all fascists. There are no Democrats left. It's a fascist party. And so therefore, I'm going to vote for Trump. He's like the pilot whale of America right now. And I don't want a mass stranding. Trump is the pilot whale of America. He's all we've got. And if you want a mass stranding where we all wind up in the sand, then vote for Biden. That's, that's a good metaphor. I could see even Jim, the call screener, smiling. Anyway, these are some of the musings of the Savage Nation. I've got great callers, and if you'd like to talk about uh, the topics i mentioned or others, let's go to Rick in Illinois on line three. Rick, you're up on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind, Rick?
2: Uh, Michael, you are a must-listen radio to me, and uh, having uh, looked into your book...
1: Enjoy it while you can. Go on, please.
2: uh, And I I will really miss it terribly if it's not around, so uh, please don't give up the good fight. Uh, I, I've been looking at your book. I, I'm only into the second chapter. I downloaded onto my um, my e me book reader. I'm sorry, e book reader, and uh, I you know looking at the thing about why did Trump follow Fauci and Burke is what I wonder. I mean, he follows the socialist path when he did that. Um, yes,
1: he made a mistake. I I was uh, look. I have watched Fauci at work since the AIDS epidemic, and although I was not in radio at the time, I was in the uh, health professions. Uh, I knew that Fauci was a con man then. I knew Fauci was a front man for some very, in my opinion, very suspicious um, organizations, characters. I thought he was basically a plant for the big pharmaceutical industry. I didn't like what he did during the AIDS epidemic. And I don't trust bureaucrats who last 40 years in government. There's something wrong with that. They're too powerful. So I didn't like, so I didn't, I'm the one who brought Atlas to the attention of Trump. Did you know that, Dr. Atlas?
2: I, I thought you did, and I'm wondering why we didn't follow the Swedish model. Because if you look at Illinois and Sweden, for instance, Illinois has three times the number of cases after hunkering down like we did, and we have triple the number of COVID cases detected, and we have about 30 percent more deaths. And our population.
1: Well, hold it. Let's slow down. Where in Illinois? See, it's not Illinois per se. It's not. It wouldn't be in the northern reaches of Illinois. It would be in the. Uh, city of Chicago and large cities, wouldn't it be city centers where COVID is, is clustered?
2: About three-quarters of it is
1: as in Chicago. Thank you, like I didn't know that. Mainly amongst immigrant communities, as all epidemics tend to cluster amongst poor immigrant communities who live in close quarters, uh, they tend to have higher um, uh, rates of, il- of uh, epi- illnesses and epidemics. It's that simple. So it's not everyone in Illinois is at equal risk. I, from the beginning, It's in my book, Our Fight for America. It's a great document of what I said. I said selective quarantine. But if you were to selectively have quarantined those with underlying conditions, the elderly in nursing homes, illegal immigrants living in very crowded communities, uh, people with serious immunological problems, what happens is people would have said, oh, you're a racist, you're a fascist, you're a homophobe. So the governor's being the cowards that they are, applied affirmative action and locked everyone up in their houses and turned everyone into a prisoner. Exactly. I wrote it. I said it before. I'll say it again. I'm a trained epidemiologist. I know more about this than anyone in the media. I'm the one who brought Dr. Atlas to the attention of the president. If you, if you don't believe, I mean, I know you believe me because you've heard the shows. It's on my podcast going back to, I think, March, April, when we had him on, right, Jim, when we had him? I think it was in March or April. So why did Trump follow uh, this, this scarf woman and Fauci, the Fugazi? Because he was told to do so. Who advised, advised him to follow this, this guy Fauci? Who gave Fauci suddenly made him the demigod of the epidemic? Who made him that? I don't know who brought him to. I don't know the inner workings of the Trump administration at all. So I don't know who said, oh, he's the great one. Bring him in. I know that he woke up finally and brought in Dr. Atlas, who's 10 times smarter and a better scientist. Fauci is not a scientist. Fauci is not a clinician. Fauci is a politician. Rick in Illinois, I'm sending you our fight for America, even though you have one, give one to your neighbor and then run as fast as you can. In other words, when you get the free book, wrap, wrap it in a plain brown wrapper, ring your neighbor's doorbell, leave it on the doorstep and run away because freedom of the press is gone in America. Freedom of the press will be gone in 2021. You wait and see what the landscape is in 2021. Wait until you see who's still on the radio, who's off the radio, who's on television, who's off television. It's happened already. Look what they did to O'Reilly back when on false, false claims against them. All you have to do is accuse somebody of something and they're gone. We now live in Jacques Hughes, the French Revolution. All you have to do is say, I accuse you of this, and the, the guillotine now falls on your head. Ned in Wisconsin. I'm taking Midwestern calls. Ned, what's on your mind today? Go ahead, please.
3: Good afternoon, Michael. Um, this This question is right up your lane. Um, I've been listening very carefully to you for the last six months in regard to the uh, virus. And the yes, vaccine. sir. Um, I, I'm concerned about I appreciate the President putting this on the fast track, it's kind of like the Manhattan Project on steroids. Um, I know what he's doing. My biggest fear is i would take I would take the vaccine myself if kind of as a guinea pig for my own children i I live a good long life. The thing that i'm most concerned about, and this is what i'd like you to expand on i'm concerned that what if the vaccine isn't all that effective
1: okay Ned let me explain something you cannot rush a vaccine that's utter nonsense it's a criminal act to rush a vaccine you can't speed science you can't make science go faster it's not a lab rat that you can make run around a wheel faster you cannot speed a vaccine trial that's number one number two as you probably know from reading my book since it's my field to know these things the best of vaccines are only effective what 45 to 50 percent of the time right
0: right yeah the
1: best of vaccines that now exist are only 45 to 50 percent effective let's start with that now what percentage of people get seriously ill or die from vaccines it depends upon the vaccine it depends upon uh uh which vaccine we're talking about but and it's a small percentage generally of people who get sick or die from vaccines that is true so given the low effectiveness of the vaccines to begin with and the potential for mortality, I will not take a vaccine. I would go to prison before I would. And if a, if, if a President Biden made it a mandatory vaccine, I would leave the country. I would not live in this nation. I would not live in a fascist dictatorship, a vaccine dictatorship. I will not let the virus dictate the loss of my liberty. I will not let the government kill me with a vaccine. That's my answer. I hope that helps you. I'm sending you our fight for America because I discussed this vaccine business and the COVID epidemic in great detail. And for those who actually want to think and study and learn, it's in there because the war does continue. And I do do not want to become a casualty of war because Donald Trump wants to speed a vaccine up uh, before the election. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm not mincing words. I never did, and I never will. I don't care which side you think I'm on. I know what side I'm on. That's the side of truth. Savage. At least 59 seconds left in this hour for me to speak with you uh my news views and reviews and your phone calls and we've got so much to talk about we have to squeeze so much in in the next hour and in the few days that remain uh, before the election in the few days that remain after the election and uh, we will do that it is a fight for america's soul for its heart and mind we have Radicals in the streets, radicals on the courts, radicals in the media, radicals uh, in the universities destroying the country, eating it alive like the enemies within that they are. And make no mistake about it, these are the most dangerous enemies there are. They're worse than ISIS. Because if ISIS had tried to do to this country what BLM and Antifa have so far done in terms of damage, ISIS would have been rounded up and sent to Geetmo, the ISIS
0: operatives. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation
1: how sweet I can
2: be?
0: This is the future of radio. Nice,
1: easy, montavani type music. No rhetoric. Nothing to rile up the public. And the people will be happier if talk radio were quieter, calmer, more civil. Of course, Antifa will continue to burn, beat people up in the streets. BLM will continue to call everyone who is white a racist. But that won't affect people in the media who run the media business. They won't see that as a threat to their survival. Only talk show hosts who actually say the truth will be the threat to their survival in the future. I predict what happens in 2021 is what I am saying to you. A quieter, gentler radio landscape. Look what they did to O'Reilly on Fox News, for example. It's happened before. Look what they do to people like Glenn Beck. Well, no, Glenn Beck's a putz. He said the country should be populated by one billion people. That guy lost his mind a long time ago. I mean, I knew the guy once. He's a schmuck, a moron, an idiot, has no brains. Got lucky. Got lucky. I think a high school dropout. I don't ever, I never knew how he got that far. But, you know, the show isn't about other people in the business right now. It's really about the country. Can it be saved? Is it worth saving? What are we saving? Uh... Yeah, if Trump doesn't win, we have socialism. Is that that's what he's running on? We have socialism. Okay, so we'll have less socialism. Now, there are things Trump is doing that are great. Don't get me wrong. I don't hear him cursing white people or black people or Hispanic people or Asian people. The other side curses white people as they curse Jews, as they used to curse Jews in Nazi Germany. And it's permitted on Twitter. The big myth of white supremacy. That's a complete lie and myth created by the deconstructionists in the universities. The psychopathic left-wingers made up a story. White supremacy. Let me tell you about my white supremacy. My father was a poor immigrant. He came here at age eight. That was my white supremacy. And he worked every day till he dropped dead at age 57. That was my white supremacy. He didn't sit on his behind, collecting a welfare check, drinking alcohol, using crack, That's my white supremacy. I've worked every day since I'm five years old. That's my white supremacy. I pushed myself through school, married children, two master's degrees, a PhD from great universities. My master's degree was published as a book. Do you know how rare that is? It's unheard of. Most master's degrees are garbage. They're giving them away like Cracker Jacks prizes in a box. I wanted my master's degrees to matter, and my, each of my master's degrees were better than most PhDs. That wasn't good enough for me, so then I did a PhD at UC Berkeley, and my PhD became a book. It was the first book published, believe it or not, by the United—I think the World Health Organization. I know you don't believe it, but it's true. They actually published it. They said it was the first publication they ever did as a book, or the UN. I don't remember which one, and it's called Secrets of and Medicine. And my plant collections, my ethnobotanical collections, are in eight museums around the world. That's my white supremacy. That's my white supremacy. Depriving myself of becoming rich when I was young because I believed in doing something for the good of mankind. That's my white supremacy. Most of these leftists have never contributed anything to society, nothing but hatred. Now they've gone past their hatred, and they're burning, looting, beating people up, all in the name of racial justice. If you want to talk about systemic racism in America, it exists for sure. It's aimed at white heterosexual Christian males. That's the number one systemic racism in America today. Open season on white heterosexual Christian males. That's the systemic racism today. So now what's the choice between uh, Biden and Trump? There's a huge chasm, and it's admittedly true. And I'm not so sure that the chasm exists primarily in the uh, financial arena because I don't know that it'll be much different one one guy or the other. Or, or we're already living in a socialist country. Taxes are going to go up no matter who wins. I don't care what Trump says. He's going to raise taxes. He has to. How, how can the country sustain itself? How? The corporations aren't paying enough. Oh, what did I say? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I broke a religious vow. Who actually benefited from Trump's Trump's, uh, tax cuts? I didn't. I paid more. He eliminated my deduction from my California state taxes. I wound up paying more, not less, for example. So, I mean, I thank Donald Trump for many things that he has done for this nation. One of them is not his taxation plan. It was a disaster. And that has to be changed. It will be changed. Whether I want it or not doesn't matter. I want to thank Donald Trump for appointing me to the Presidio Trust. That is a presidential appointment equivalent to being an ambassador. Do you know that? Do you have any idea what it's like to be an immigrant son without political connections to be appointed, to get a presidential appointment? You know what, how much I make for that job? One, nothing, not a dollar a year. You know, you know how many hours I had a, put in yesterday on a conference call? Eight, what, five, five, five? Five hours straight. You know how much I got paid for it? Nothing. Do you know why? Because I believe in doing good for humanity and for the public and for San Francisco. I was very impressed with how good the people work for no money on the board of that particular trust. I was, you know, I had to li- listen to public testimony from people speaking. It's a very interesting issue that I shouldn't even tell you about it because it's not really related. But it is in a strange way on the Presidio in San Francisco, which is an ex- a military base going back a very long time. It's sacred hallowed ground for people in the military. There's a cemetery there. I've walked through the cemetery, I've looked at Civil War era graves, World War I graves. It's astonishing to read the names of the men and the years that they lived and where they died and stuff like that. It's hallowed ground for people in the military and those who respect the military, meaning the fighting men. So on the base, there's an officer's club. And in this officer's club, there is an exhibit of military history that. A certain number of individuals want to move out of that officer's club. They want to move it out of the officer's club. Well, I got so much mail on this subject out of nowhere yesterday from people who knew what was happening. You cannot believe the public outcry I heard last night. Everything I'm telling you, by the way, is a matter of public record, so I'm not divulging anything you you shouldn't know. The meeting last night that I sat through and listened to is all on public record. There was not one person in the public in favor of moving the exhibits out of the officer's club. Not one. Not one person wanted them moved. It was astonishing for me to listen to it because I was very adamant before the meeting, and uh, I'm totally opposed to moving the artifacts and the exhibits out of that building. Totally opposed to it. Because the people I got the letters from are real warriors, war heroes. Their families go back, some of them 100 years, in the San Francisco area, and they're up in arms over this. So you say, well, why are you telling me this story? I didn't read about that in the Fox News. Because it's a a small example of how important the president can be. He put me on the board of the Presidio Trust. I remember I got the call back in February. I was recovering from a heart attack that I had in December. I still did my radio show. I was still doing the show three, four times a week. Then I switched to three times a week to avoid dropping dead completely. After all, you have to pay Maimon. Maimon needs needs his payment. So I kept doing the show, and I also didn't want to leave my audience in, in the lurch. I got a call out of the blue on a, some February day, and it was President Trump. I was shocked. I mean, I'm not like I call him every day. I, I don't hear from the president, the most important man on the planet. Michael, how are you? Like that. Then he said to me, He said, uh, you want to be on the Presidio Trust? He said, you live there and you know a lot about the environment, I hear. I said, sure, I'd love it. It'd be my honor. He said, okay, you got it. (laughs) It was that simple. You think it was that casual? You think he didn't know what he was doing? He could have picked anyone. I mean, there's some very distinguished people that he has selected. I've met these people. I didn't know of them before. They're great people. And all of us do this for nothing, for no money, because we care very much about San Francisco's history, more particularly, this piece of federal land in the middle of occupied territory. San Francisco is occupied territory. It's like occupied by a foreign army. The Presidio, which is 1,100 acres of federal land, has a different set of laws. The jurisdiction is under the federal government, not under San Francisco, thank God. And so I'm one of only a few board members. And so take a look at a little thing like this. Now, what if the president had been Obama, and he had appointed someone to the board. They would have moved the military history probably into a garbage can. And all of the military history on the Presidio would be erased by the leftists who are trying to erase it. This is one small example of the importance of who you pick for a president. Now take it to a macro level. The Supreme Court, I don't have to tell you what that's about. Can you imagine... If Obama had a chance to put someone on the Supreme Court, not Donald Trump, who it would be, it would be a mini me of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Any mini me of her, any anti male, anti military, anti family, anti church, anti God lawyer in the ACLU would have been appointed by Obama. And it will happen under Biden if he wins. He'll pick one of the most psychotic leftists you could imagine who will perversely destroy jurisprudence. And the will to live in this nation. This goes to the issue of why does it matter? Why does the election matter? What is our fight for America? Why did I write the book? I'm not going to make any money on this book. I have to tell it to you point blank because say, oh, you're just in it for the money. You're going to buy a new car. No, I'm not in it for the money. I knew from the get-go that this book would not make much money. I took a rather small book advance. I've gotten big advances over a million dollars in the past. You may not know that. I'm one of the most highly paid authors in the country, but I took a very small advance against earnings on this book. I'm not going to tell you how much. It's private. But I did it because I said I got to do this last book. I must do this one last nonfiction book because I think everything is at stake right now. With the plague of COVIDism and communism biting at our heels, how we've gone from law and order to raw disorder, how the left is stealing elections and our nation's heritage, it is all in my book because I am trying to throw one last one last arrow against the enemies of our freedom. I rest my case. I'll be right back. Savage. Extra, extra, hear all about it. It's the Savage Nation. Get it while you can. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. There's a beginning and a middle and an end to everything on earth. Do you know that? I was reading about properties, for example. I don't care what the property is. Every property deteriorates through age. Properties deteriorate. Animals deteriorate. My dog is blind. He's deaf. I remember when he was a young pup. I remember my last dog. What's her name? Snowy. I remember when she was a little, you know, lassie jumping over fences with the kids. She was a Sheltie. And her end, I remember that. You know, it's like, wow. Great, God has a little weird sense of humor, man. Likes to, like, really gets a kick out of it at the end. To see li- every living thing deteriorate in front of your eyes. It's really sickening I mean, when you think about it. What are you going to do about it? You know, you're not going to beat it. You're not going to beat it. I know it sounds depressing, but I, I just feel like talking about it. That's all. It's talk radio. I have to say Trump every three minutes? Trump, 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 Trump. Donald, 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 Donald. Trump, Trump, Trump. bang blah, 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 blah. Biden bad, Biden bad, Biden bad. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Hunt the Biden, hunt the Biden. Plugs, plug, plug. Socialism, socialism, socialism. No, I, I have very strong feelings. Arrest Antifa. Arrest the leadership of BLM. Stop them before they burn the nation to the ground. That's all. So one cop shoots someone and our city burns and two cops are killed, that doesn't matter because they're white cops. That's the world you want to live in, you left-wing bastard you. Jim just censored me, I hope. I think I can say that word. There are people who are like that in the world who don't, I know you get So, uh, I have no power. I'm a little, you know, commission to take care of a a military base. I have no authority, no power. And you're lucky. You're very lucky I have no power authority. But who really has authority in this country? Who? Jack Dorsey of Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. They have the authority, not the president. They're more powerful than President Trump. If he says something they don't like, Jack Dorsey censors him. If someone from BLM says burn down the city, he doesn't censor them. So who has more power? Jack Dorsey of Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg, more power than President Trump. Why? Well, they're very smart. Very smart. But some people are too smart for their own good and too smart for the nation. That's where a government comes in to control it. That's what... that's what the antitrust division of the uh, of the government is supposed to do, is rein in companies that become too powerful. They did it way back when. That's what elected Teddy Roosevelt. He ran on the anti-monopolistic practices of Standard Oil. Rockefeller was too smart. Rockefeller crushed all competition. Rockefeller bought up every other oil company. So the government stepped in. Theodore Roosevelt had the guts to step up and say bust the trusts. He was elected as a populist, and he instituted the breakup of Standard Oil. But again, Rockefeller was too smart for him. So he created Standard Oil of New Jersey, Standard Oil of Pennsylvania, Standard Oil of Ohio, Standard Oil of this, Standard Oil of that. So he had 100 little Standard Oils. You know what I'm saying? But at least he tried. So it would be like Facebook 1, Hate Book uh, 2, Fake Book 3, Quack Book 4. It would all be owned by Zuckerberg, Twitter, Hitter, Mitter, Ditter, all owned by Dorsey. A government has to step in and protect the people from people who become too powerful for their own good. And when when the companies start acting in a more powerful manner than the government, then they become governments unto themselves, and they have to be controlled by the government for the sake of the people, all the people, left people, right people, middle people have to have some control in a society. So right now you got Antifa running around beating people up in restaurants yelling in their faces That is not a civil society That is a violent Racist society right now run by the left They're doing to this society I'm going to tell you again because I've studied the history I've told you about it for many years I told you what would happen if this happened I'll predict again what's going to happen Because I've seen history it's repeating itself The communists took over Germany in the 1920s during the weak Weimar Republic. And they started controlling, beating people up, corralling them. They were running through the streets with clubs. They were trying to intimidate Germany into becoming a communist nation. You don't want to believe this. Study the history of the rise of Adolf Hitler. You will see what will happen in this country unless these left-wing fascists are controlled by the government. Savage. It is the Savage Nation. You know, it's a funny thing, I'll tell you. My business is a very funny business. When I started today, I was really just out of energy, dispirited from a number of things going on in my life, which I'm not gonna talk about right now. Maybe one day, maybe not. Who knows, personal stuff, career stuff. I didn't feel like doing this show, but right now, the calls are so hot, and you know it goes back to what I knew about this business from the day I began. I quoted the great naturalist, William Burroughs, who's long been forgotten, and he wrote that if you bait your hook with your heart, the fish will always bite. That's something true in everything you do in your life. Never forget that. Whatever you are in, if you really are into it, people are going to respond to you. They have a way of telling whether it's being mailed in, called in, faked in, or whether you really believe what you're talking about in this case. And everybody wants to be on the show right now. Everyone's calling. And that means a lot to me. I really do appreciate that. So um, there's more that needs to be said that cannot be said, that will not be said, whether at this time or ever. But my friends, enjoy it while you can Let's go to the callers, please. Eric in San Francisco, line two. Welcome to the program.
3: Hey, Dr. Eric. Savage. I'm so happy that earlier you were talking about Plato's Republic. I used to teach it in Berkeley. Wow. And
1: there's a they, they let you teach Plato's Republic in Berkeley. Well, of course, Plato was a socialist, by the way, as you well know.
3: Oh, no. Oh, sure I do. Uh, but I was teaching it in a class in Berkeley, and a strange thing happened. I was showing a video that you had done some national show for something, and you were sitting in the radio studio, and you had Plato's Republic in your hand, and a beautiful view of San Francisco out the window. And I showed that video to my class in Berkeley, of all places,
2: hmm.
3: and they absolutely hated you. They hated it. They hated me. <laughs> one. I had one student who was 69 years old. He just retired, and he complained the most. Well, we got to talking, and we became good friends because he used mm. so much. And to this day, all these years later, 25 years later, I guess, we are mm. still the best of friends. He's a virtual communist. I'm not, but we get along anyway, always tease each other about
2: it.
1: Interesting.
3: And, uh, anyway, that's a lot oh, Look, you take a book like
1: that's a beautiful story, Eric, but Plato talked about things that we are going through right now 2,700 years ago. You taught this. Plato talked about the problems we are having today 2,700 years ago, and we still don't have a solution or a plan even today to solving problems like the rioters in the streets who are called freedom fighters or uh, uh, peaceful protesters. You and I both know what it is historically, don't we? So, hold it, Eric, you you, you taught history, is that what you did? Uh, It was a humanities class. Okay, fine. So, you're an educated man and a teacher, and of a certain age, which means you have perspective. When I talk about what went on in Germany during the Weimar Republic, how the communists were doing exactly the same as what Antifa and BLM is doing, am I wrong?
3: Oh, you're absolutely right. Most people don't realize that Hitler was combating the communists, And for the communists, you would have never had Hitler.
1: That's correct. The communists gave birth to Hitler just like Antifa and BLM will give rise to a fascist in this country. I don't care who wins in the next election. Let us say Biden-Harris win. They're going to crack down harder on BLM and Antifa than Trump has done. Do you know that? Yeah, I bet you agree with me. Oh, yes. Yeah, they'll become the... They will bring hellfire down upon BLM and Antifa because they will have to. Because these people are threatening... To take over this society. They need to be stopped. But again, I want to go back to Germany because this is so unbelievably not understood by the average person The communist mobs were trying to uh, Bulldoze the public in Germany into becoming a communist society Self-defense leagues were created Which gave rise to Adolf Hitler That is how Hitler came to power That is not revisionist history. That's actual history. And you know it and I know it. Does Wolf Blitzer know it? Does Jake Tapper know it? Did the drug addicts in the radio and television business know any of this? No. No. I'm one of the last people who know anything in this country. So, Eric, that's a great story. And your students hated you for even showing the picture of me, huh? nice very tolerant i wonder where they are today eric may, may may i send you a copy of our fight for america stay in the line jim we'll get your address jim please get the addresses so that people uh do get them 855 407 that man taught Plato's Republic in berkeley 25 years ago the video of me how do you like that let's go to massachusetts across the country where the savage nation is still heard justin in massachusetts go ahead please
3: Yes, this is a real honor
4: to speak to you, sir. I just gotta let you know I'm out here about fifteen minutes from Wellesley College down the street from Ayanna Presley and I've had to go through the whole education system here.
1: You, oh boy. you
4: keep your head down. Oh yeah, you gotta keep your head down and I mean you gotta play libertarian. In the grade school, they they I get barely passed with a one point nine and I just I'm almost done with graduate school and a double major in five years.
1: But you, Unbelievable. So you, you were you knew how to navigate the, the left wing haters and still get your degree out of them?
4: I was raised, yeah. unfortunately, listening to plugs and screaming about reprobates and things of that nature. But I, honestly, I just found you recently, and you're a calming effect on me. I just recovered from a spinal injury and learned how to walk again and everything. Got oh, boy.
1: God forbid. It, That's a terrible thing, the thing people go, the things people go through. Well, okay, my friend, you survived, if you survived the communists in Massachusetts, you can survive a, a spinal injury.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, in this state, too, they turned everyone into crackheads putting out the Pfizer stuff, and everyone's on benzos. Hilariously, if you get a spinal injury, though, they won't give you medication because they turned. it Well, oh, no,
1: no, no. That's the medical establishment. No, only the people in the gutters get the benzos, not those who need them. I had an uncle years ago who was dying of liver cancer. It was a horrible thing to watch. He was an athlete as a young man. I didn't even know it. I saw pictures of him in the 1920s in the New York Marathon. I had no idea this guy was an athlete, right? Stronger and a vegetarian, so the clock moves forward, loved the guy, he was down to earth. Now he's got cancer, he's in his late 70s, I don't remember how old. And he's suffering in a hospital in Long Island, moaning. And my aunt goes in and she begs the doctor to give him drugs. And the doctor won't give him pain cr- 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 Now, Now my aunt was old school Russian. She was the one who wouldn't trust the butcher if he took the meat in the back uh, uh, of the freezer. She'd go in the, in the freezer in it with a, a fur coat in the summer to make sure he didn't switch the meat on her. This woman said it like it was. That's where I got it from. I grew up with that kind of people. They saw things, and they said it like it was. So she said to the doctor, this young doctor, as her hu- husband was dying of cancer and, and moaning, she said, you won't give him pain pills. You can't cure, and you can't kill. What good are you? How's that for a line?
4: Exactly. They, the doctors tried to treat me for epilepsy, which almost killed me, with 50 milligrams of Valium a day. So I, they basically turned me into oh. a I don't even remember oh, what. Oh, that's that. awful. And, yeah. Well, I, You
1: want a horror story? A few weeks ago, I wound up back in the emergency room on a false alarm, okay? I, I went in on a false alarm, okay? Thank God it was something else.
4: It's now. So I,
1: but, but I was in pain. I couldn't breathe. It wasn't my heart. It was something else. It was minor. So they wouldn't give me anything for the pain. So I, I said to the... I had to be in the ER room on the monitoring for four, five, six hours in the middle of the night. The doctor wouldn't give me any pain pills. So I said, I screamed in the emergency room, hey, doctor, I'm in pain. Give me something. He comes over, he said, I'm going to give you morphine. I said, wait a minute, I'm not a junkie. What are you doing? Why would he inject me with morphine? Why would he use such a toxic drug like that in an ER room? Can you answer that to me? That's for heroin addicts. And I mean, people got to think about... I think the guy was trying to addict me. I swear to God, I felt like this doctor was trying to turn me into an addict. I swear to God this is what goes on in some hospitals today. We can't assume because a guy smiles and he's got a nice You know white coat and a stethoscope. He knows what he's doing. Some of them are maniacs Stay in the line. I'm giving you our fight for America. Time is running short. Wish we'd talk a little longer, but we got loads of people waiting here uh, What did I want to say to you before we jump on to the next call? Well, I do want to say something to you right now if you're listening fanatically to the show and listening to the every in, in and out and every innuendo I need you to remember to go to michaelsavage.com. That is the portal to where I am now, where I will be tomorrow. Do you understand that? If you want to find me when you could not... Let's say you're listening to me in Massachusetts, as he is, and I'm not hurt, hurt on the station. I had huge, huge ratings on WRKO that took me off. I had huge ratings in Florida on WFTL for 16 years. A moron took over the station. They threw me off the station and put a comedian on, a guy who belongs in a mental... So... This happens in radio. People get scared of reality. They get scared of passion. So if the day comes that your station doesn't carry me, and what the hell happened to him? Why, uh, New York, I had the highest ratings on, the, on WABC. Right, check him out. I'm not making it up. I beat Hannity head-to-head for three straight years. I'm not on WABC. Okay, that's up to the owners. They can do what they want. It's their station. But people listen to me in New York on, on, the, on the web, or they get my podcasts. Now, how do you find that? You have to go to MichaelSavage.com to get linked up to all of this stuff now or in the future. So get used to it, okay? Get used to it. That way, uh, if I decide that I will be here with you, you know, meaning talking, doing radio, uh, I I will be heard through some other format. Let's put it to you that way. I'm not sure what I want to do yet or how it's going to work out. So there's a beginning and a middle to, and an end to everything. I don't know whether I'm in the middle or the end right now. And it really has a lot to do with me more than anything else. I'll be honest with you. You know, I see this country where it is today. And I know where it's going to go tomorrow. And I told you, I don't care who wins, actually. It doesn't really matter whether the Biden uh, billionaires win or the Trump billionaires win at the end of the day. Let me, let me be very clear to you. Okay? Wh- which team of billionaires wins? It almost doesn't matter. There's an overlap. Now, it's true the Biden billionaires are communists, by and large. That's how they operate. <laughs> And the Trump billionaires are better for us because they're greedier. And usually greed is good, as, as Gecko said. Greed actually will save this country. Uh, communism will not save this country. Somehow greed builds railroads. Greed builds websites. Greed builds uh, clothing chains. Greed builds greed builds stuff because people want to get rich. So greed is good, as Gecko <laughs> said. Right, Jim? Doesn't it make sense? That it finally makes sense why he said greed is good in that great movie? Wall Street greed can be good when greed has limitations. It's good But when greed has no limitations, it's bad in plain in plain English, right? so okay, I Wrote our fight for America and I do want you to buy it and I'll tell you why Because I think we'll throw the election if it can still be thrown back to Trump I'm not sure by the polls what to believe that guy. What's his name that we talked about Jim at the beginning Nate Silver. Nate Silver, the guru. Nate Silver, each 28 He was wrong about everything he ever predicted, but he's held up like a gu- guru. Nate Silver. Some schmuck in Brooklyn in, a, in an apartment. Nate Silver. Nate Silver predicts that there's going to be a sweep, that Biden's going to win like 77 to 2 cents. Trump's going to get one vote and Biden's going to get 3,000. Nate Silver's a putz who got everything wrong, but Nate Silver's three twenty-eight. I don't know why Drudge links to him. I have no idea. I like Matt Drudge. I respect Matt Drudge. He's my friend. I don't know why he links Nate Silver, the guru, got ro- got everything wrong in the last election. But according to Nate Silver, the, the guru, Trump's going to lose by a landslide. Uh, okay. Then the top of the, I, you know, I, I start in the morning. I, I go to the Drudge Report. I do every morning. And so the top thing shows Trump in a mask, and it says President Jareed, paying respect to RBG, vote him out. I actually thought he was referring to a president of India. It was really President Jeered. I, I, I saw it as President Jared. I said, wait a minute. What do you mean President Jared paying respect to RBG vote him? So I thought somebody from India or Pakistan named President Jared said to uh, Trump, vote him out. I, I, it wasn't. The word is Jeered, but I read it as President <laughs> Jared. Isn't that interesting? As literate as I think I am, I thought Jeered. Me- All right, never mind. Trump doesn't commit to transfer of power. Ooh. Well, I don't blame him. They found military ballots in the garbage. Oh, yeah, a little story. Didn't make it to Wolf Blitzer, communist. Jake Tapper, lunatic. Military ballots found in the toilet bowl. Uh, boxes of mail-in ballots are being thrown out all across the country by your friend, the postman. The little friendly postman. They're selectively pulling out Republican votes for Trump and throwing them in the toilet. Uh, let's see. Here it is. U.S. Attorney. Military ballots cast for Trump found discarded in Pennsylvania. But don't pay any attention to that. You've always wanted to live in a banana republic, didn't you? Maybe you want to live in Nicaragua, where the vote doesn't matter at all. Maybe, maybe you'd like gangs of... Uh, would you like to live in a country where gangs of thugs walk around with clubs and control the country? You do. They're called BLM and Antifa. I'll be right back. Savage. So today's show, I just titled it with Jim and Robert, and I'm calling it The Election from, Pre- from Plato's Republic until today, something like that. I want to close with what Plato wrote 2,700 years ago about uh, people, rulers. And he says, we have brought you into the world to be rulers of the hive, kings of yourselves and of the other citizens. That's about you. Teaches you to be your own king. And he says, basically... In a bad state, men fight with one another about shadows only shadows only, and are distracted in the struggle for power, which in their eyes is a great good. In other words, you are fighting over shadows on the wall. You don't even see the players. That's what's going on in this country right now. The media basically is playing shadows on the wall for you and distracting you from really what is really going on. And then here's the conclusion. Whereas, he wrote, the truth is that the state in which the rulers are most reluctant to govern— Is Always the best and most quietly governed and the state in which they're most eager the worst Now if you look at that statement The truth is that the state in which the rulers are most reluctant to govern is always the best and most quietly governed and the state in which They are most eager the worst That's great English isn't it? Of course it was written in Greek, but that's great English translation Trump is actually a libertarian ruler He's very reluctant to govern. He really doesn't control our lives. No masks. Okay? Take your own chances. Open up the states. Take your chance. Get sick and get better. Okay? Biden, on the other hand, is the most eager to govern. He would lock you down the same way that Kamala Harris locked up black people for petty crimes. They're hiding that, but she was... A terrible, terrible prosecutor. A malicious prosecutor. Rulers, which are most reluctant to govern, is always the best state. And the state in which rulers are most eager to rule is the worst state. That tells you who to vote for. Trump is actually a libertarian. While the Harris-Biden ticket will rule you like in a fascist dictatorship from masks on down. Thanks for listening.